Hey guys, this is Keeping Tabs with CULNC, Cambridge Uni Netball's very own little podcast. I'm Rosie, I play a bit of netball and I'll be chatting to members of CULNC and maybe some special guests, you never know. Um, So please stay tuned and if you enjoy, you can subscribe to the podcast and also follow our Instagram at Cambridge Uni Netball for updates. In this episode, Tabby talks strategy. Having been captain of the Jays last year, Tabby gives us an insight into her many strategies, including the importance of friendships in teams, navigating a curse on your team, or stalking, or as she likes to call it, researching the opposition. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. (laughs) Sounding <laughs> like we haven't just been speaking for half an hour. Yeah, and done this twice already. Yeah. <laughs> um, how to say hello? Definitely normal. Um, how has it been since you've left? Um, sad, I think. But I mean, it's been okay. I'm happy. I'm happier now. Like obviously, at the start when it was unexpected, and I had to come to terms with the fact that Hawks event 2020 was never going to happen. That was difficult, but. Now it's all good. Still living with netball people, so I'm still kind of clinging on to see you, LNC. You you will always be clinging on it. <laughs> yeah, desperately. Please let me back in. <laughs> so today we're obviously talking about strategy. Um and as Jay's captain last year and vice captain the year before, um, what was your main strategy? So I think that the most important thing to me, which sounds a bit silly, and I also kind of, it's quite a hard thing to force, but basically I really wanted everyone to like each other and be friends. I mean, you were in my team, you experienced me forcing everyone to be friends. But I genuinely think it's a really important thing if everyone gets on. And even stuff like right from the first training sessions and team talks and stuff, I was quite quick to say like, you know, when someone does a bad pass and then someone else goes, mm, passing. Mm. Or if the shooters are missing and then someone goes, take your time, girls, you've got three seconds. Right from the start, I was like, look, none of this passive-aggressive talk is going to be tolerated on this team. If someone's done a bad pass, they know they've done a bad pass. We can all see, like, you don't need to make someone feel bad about that. And I think just saying, like, don't worry, we all do it, or, like, don't be sorry, you know, saying stuff like that to each other makes, like, it, all of those things we all do, it's all of our problem, not just one person's problem. So I think right from the start, I was quite keen to make sure that everyone was friends, so trying to, like, force everyone pretty much to talk on the group chat which was a bit tragic but I think it worked (laughs) and make a lot of socials happen and kind of not tolerate any like not mean because no one's mean but you know those comments that are like disguised as helpful yeah I think that kind of thing just makes and also if you're in a bad mood or if you're feeling in a bit of like an anxious situation in a netball match and you feel like you're really letting the team down and someone says passing or something like that it just makes you feel so much worse it doesn't help whereas if someone says don't worry we've all been there then you're like, yeah, we have all been there. I'm just going to get on with this. Yeah. I think also, obviously, we are playing at a high standard and it is good quality netball. And, and I'm not going to be one of those people that's giving all the, the crap about, like, it's the participation that counts. We're just here to have fun because we're obviously here to beat Oxford and win matches. But <laughs> <laughs> I do think that if people like it, then they're going to be keener at training. They're going to come to socials more. And socials, obviously, you end up talking about tactics a yeah. bit. <laughs> you just when do. you're with Tabby you do yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I definitely don't force people in the Cindy's news with me and help them. <laughs> Our backline set please. No, but um, I think if people like each other, they come to socials more, they're more invested in the team. They want us to win more. If they're actually having a good time, then commitment's higher, things like that. So I think the biggest thing for me at the start was making sure everyone was friends, everyone liked each other. If someone was more quiet, making sure they were involved, things like that was my main thing. And obviously, there's the other aspect of um, researching the other teams. (laughs) (laughs) AKA stalking. Yeah, Yeah, see, people took the mickey out of me a lot for my, I will call it stalking, of the other teams before the games, which is a bit strange. And maybe I didn't have as much of a life as I would have hoped. But I do think that, it did help. Like, if I've stalked a team and I've seen that they're all really tall, or I've stalked a team and I know, like, who's beat them. Like, obviously, my stalking was very multifaceted. I stalked their box. I stalked their Instagram. I stalked their siblings. You stalked their parents. <laughs> but also, some of them some of them post stories of them playing. They post videos. I know if their shooters can shoot from the edge of the circle, I know we need to get the pass. We need to get the ball earlier on, like, things like that. I don't know how much of it was me like being nervous or bored <laughs> and giving myself an excuse to procrastinate that I thought was a good <laughs> idea. But especially Oxford, I feel like I like I knew all the Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> what was it you said? It's like you must get close to the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need to understand the enemy. Like if I were Oxford, I'd be listening to this podcast. Like, hi, Oxford equivalent of me is probably <laughs> listening right now if they have one. <laughs> I'm not going to reel any tactics, so unlucky. We're all friends, that's all. The thing is, they're putting it online. If they're putting videos of their plate online and, like, how their shooters are and things like that, then I'm going to watch it. Yeah, it's fair game. Yeah, I'm not, it's not like I'm hacking them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I feel like it's like a low-level version of what the pros do. You know, all the video analysis and... Yeah, exactly. I genuinely think, like, there was one team... We watched someone, I don't remember who it was, um, and they kept throwing the ball straight into the circle from the centre pass. Mm, yeah. So that kind of thing, we were like, okay, watch for that. Be careful, because that's the kind of thing that they do. And that's the kind of tactic that teams will use right at the start to take the other team by surprise before mm. they clock on. But if you're watching all their Instagrams, they're not going to take <laughs> you by surprise. Yeah. And I feel like psychologically that's quite good. And it was probably quite good for us to feel like we knew what we were walking into. Even from just on the coach. Obviously, because we were all really good friends, I think it was easy for us to be in quite a giggly mood and just be joking about things or talking about the night out after and not really focus on the game. And it was quite a good way to get everyone thinking about the match that was about to happen and think about who we were playing and what kind of things we needed to do. And Mm. at the start of the season, I found it really hard to give team talks because obviously in second year, Yaz was our captain and she's like the most cool, calm, collected person ever. And she's so... I don't know, so to the point and concise mm. and she just said exactly what needed to be said and was so, she was just such a, like, a calming influence and I'm very much aware that I'm not, like, I'm quite chaotic and, like, all over the place and, like, blah, 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 we're going to do this, we're going to do this, um, which I think can be quite stressful for a game. So I think it was, I found that it was better if I kind of thought about where this other team was in the league, what kind of game it was going to be, whether, like, if it was a really tough game trying to get the goal difference if we're not going to win kind of thing obviously we never want to go in thinking we're not going to win or if it's another game and it's like this is one that we really should win we really need to keep our cool and we are better than these people so if we play calm then we'll win that kind of thing so talking help me you know <laughs> give the team yeah I think so yeah I think um what you were saying before as well like we definitely were all really close after the season yeah and people people commented on it 
like obviously all of the teams were close and all of CULNC is really close. I think this year the Jays were really like everyone was like in each other's rooms all the time or like sometimes like yeah you know everyone was just together pretty much the whole time and on all the club nights it was always all the Jays were like quite cl- tightly knit and stuff like that and in no way am I saying that was me but like I think at the start by us like doing a lot of socials and stuff and getting more comfortable with people yeah yeah and I think um like us giving each other feedback was a lot like everyone was a lot more comfortable to be like um maybe this would work better yeah well I think halfway through everyone's just savaging each other (laughs) off the court so when you've got Lucy and Tilly just roasting you for breathing (laughs) then when they say by the way you did a bad pass it's like oh well you're a lot meaner than this to me normally so I can take that yeah yeah I think yeah if you're if you're not that good friends with someone it's a lot more awkward to kind of ask them to do something differently whereas if you know that the person likes you and respects you and gets on with you really well then them telling you to like get out of their way on court isn't that deep yeah definitely and netball's all about like reading other people isn't it as well so yeah I think more than any sport because obviously people can only go in their set area you can't have one star player that can run everywhere so we're a lot more interdependent than if we were doing say football or something where we could have one person that was scoring all the goals so I think communication is a lot easier and also just if you're with your friends if you're feeling a bit like if you're having a hard game or you feel like you're playing really badly or you're feeling a bit sad it's just nicer to be around people that you're friends with and you really care about and stuff yeah and I think the whole club has that I do think the whole club is really good friends and good vibes all around to be fair yeah um another issue we had this year was injuries with defenders which took quite a lot of strategy from you (laughs) well yeah I think the Jays were cursed I think like my main suspect is Oxford. <laughs> but we did have, like, we had an unacceptable amount of bad things happen to us. It was not a coincidence. I did, like, there was definitely something that was going on. Caitlin kept losing her foot skin and she got tonsillitis about eight times. Lucy got norovirus, didn't even know that was a thing. Tilly got the plague. Caitlin lost her foot skin again. Kira tore her quad. Laura, obviously, that, that was her first training session. We had so many injuries. And then even when we recruited Laura as backup, then she got injured on the first training session. Um, And then we recruited Annabelle and then she got injured. And at that point, we couldn't steal any more of the swallows because they were getting severely depleted. Um, Then the cherry on the cake was when the Blues started getting injured and wanted to take some of our team, which we didn't have anyone left to give. Um, Obviously, from a tactical perspective, as captain it was quite hard like I wanted to make sure that everyone still felt like we had hope of winning (laughs) and obviously I don't know but there was a lot of uncertainty quite close to varsity about what we were going to do because we didn't have enough defenders and whether we were going to have to give defenders to the blues or whether we could steal any more of the swallows defenders and then things like whether we prioritize height in the circle or like keeping the most consistent combinations in the circle or converting like a mid-court I mean you know you nearly got converted to a defender I did I almost got swept into the circle (laughs) (laughs) you were having none of it um but yeah in the end in the end actually we got really lucky because Annabelle had a miracle recovery yeah yeah I don't actually know what we would have done if more people had been injured I think you might have had to have gone into the circle yeah um but the good thing I think the good thing about our team right from the start was I didn't want it to be like Jemima always plays wing attack Mm. and you always play wing defence 
and Claire always plays goal defence and Tilly always plays goalkeeper and things like that. So I think yeah. even like right from the start, I would, especially in the mid-court, I would be switching everyone so that no one was just playing one position for the whole game and everyone was rotating. So I think that it was less stressful to me to think about you going in goal defence because then it wasn't like we didn't have a wing defence and Lucy had been playing it and I'd been playing it. And I think all the mid-court positions had at least three people that had been consistently playing it in every single Bucks match. And the defence had been both playing both positions. So I think that we were in as good a position as we could have been when everyone kept getting injured because I could put anyone wherever I wanted pretty much, which was quite reassuring. Yeah, definitely. Like that, how many injuries was that? There were about maybe eight weeks in a row when every single week we had at least one person who couldn't. Yeah. Um, and we had some training sessions where we couldn't put a full team of seven on. Yeah, so we definitely must have been like well prepared to deal with that because that is a lot yeah and I think at the start it was quite difficult finding a balance of I didn't want to move people around too much so that we had no chemistry and like and that no one was playing with the same people but then I didn't want everyone to be fixed in a position in case something went wrong yeah but I mean it worked we we won varsity it's all okay now that's is hopefully over yeah hopefully well it's not your stress anymore anyway no it's not my problem to be fair we spoke a bit about the other teams with the stalking, um, but there was also, this was the year before, but we spoke a bit about psyching out the other team mm-hmm. and like using their like psychological weaknesses. So I think obviously the tactics side of things, there's the traditional like who's going to play in what position, how are we going to switch people and things like that. And then there's the more psychological side of things. And in second year, obviously we had Chloe Merrill, who, absolute queen came and was basically the Jays coach for the year and she was very she had quite strong views about psychological side of the tactics and how we should do that and stuff and I remember her sitting us all down and giving us this talk about when they're psychologically weak and how we need to capitalize when the other team's psychologically weak and at first it did seem a bit like Jesus Christ like I feel bad for them like we're monsters but I actually think it's so important especially a really 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 high pressure game like varsity when it's so up in the air and it's all so emotional and you know it's not just about the netball it's basically a mind game and she was very clear on telling us that there are times when we're going to be more fragile and there are times when they're going to be more fragile and things like so if we've just taken a back line and they've intercepted it and scored we're going to be feeling really bad about ourselves and like we've really messed up and I think clocking like that's something that's going to make us feel bad we need to play well now and not let it make us feel bad and then on the flip side, when they do something that makes them feel bad, thinking if we defend really hard right now and get another turnover, they're going to feel even worse about themselves. And then we're going to get another interception and basically get them stuck in this rock where they feel like they're really... This sounds awful. <laughs> it's so true, though. But yeah, like if, if you've just done a hard pass, if we've just turned over their centre pass, then on the next centre pass, obviously, because netball's a bit tiring and we're not, like, supremely fit. We can't play 100% the whole game. But if we're going like 100% when they've just made a mistake, then we're more likely to get them to make another mistake. And then, you know, that, like, that was kind of the tactic. And I think also, as well as doing it at the right time, it meant that we were all doing it at the same times. Yeah. Because obviously, say you and me are marking a centre pass. If I'm trying less hard on one, then they'll pass to my one. And then if you're trying less hard on the next one, they'll pass to your one. So it's completely redundant for the other one to be trying at all. Mm. Whereas if we're both trying really hard on the same one, then they have no one to pass to. And I think we were taught these triggers, like if we've just got their backline pass or if we've just intercepted their centre or if we've just tipped it out right by our shooting circle, then we defend really hard and everyone was doing it. So it meant that meant that we got a lot more turnovers in a row, which was good because I think that, that year varsity, obviously, 
we won by 21 goals, which is quite a lot. And I think that we were consistently beating them for the whole game. But I think that the way that we really racked up the goals was when we got quick runs of about five in a row, when we just kept like capitalising on their miscommunication or them making mistakes and things. And I think that's pretty much 90% down to Chloe's tactics. Yeah, I feel like that's so netball. I think it's so tiring and so intense that like if you lose your head, it's so easy for the, the other team to just capitalise on it. Yeah. And I think also, I think that I've had it where I'm like, oh God, I'm playing not very well. Like someone else should come on instead of me. I'm really letting the team down. I've done like this really bad pass. Or I've done. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Then obviously when I wasn't captain, if I thought I was playing really terribly or if I was doing really bad passes and I was like, oh God, someone else should be on instead of me. I'm really not adding much value here. Um, but then when the team talk happened and it was quarter time and stuff like that, if I was then put back on court by the coach or Yaz or whoever it was, then I was like, mm. okay, maybe I'm not playing that badly. Because it's quite hard to evaluate yourself and be objective about yourself. Um, but then when I was captain, if, if I thought I was playing really badly and I'd be like, should I take myself off? But then I didn't want to take mm. myself off if I shouldn't be coming off. And I found it really hard to be objective. And similarly, I didn't want to put myself on if I thought that someone else should be on instead. Um, so I had a lot of times when I was basically like massively fishing for compliments from Claire whilst I was having a like absolute like insecure crisis like Claire should I even be sensitive like should I even be on should I just be on the bench the whole time because I really don't feel like I'm doing very well and she'd be like stop it you're being so annoying like it was difficult to be impartial about my own playing when I was playing badly and when it was because obviously as we said before we all get in a rut sometimes and we're like I'm doing really badly and that's when we need the bit that we were talking about at the start where someone comes up to you and says oh no we all do it don't worry and then you're like okay it's fine I'm not terrible I just had a bad moment I need to keep my head up yeah um, and times when like because obviously some days you do just have a bad day and it is just best for you not to be on in that game yeah so but obviously because as we said before because we were all really good friends and I kind of knew that everyone was kind of looking out for each other I could say to Claire like should I be on right now and some days she'd be like yes you're playing really well and some days she'd be like mm, maybe like just have a little rest <laughs> maybe like okay yeah. yeah but that's where it's hard isn't it that where we don't have an external person to stand there and because you're you confuse your own opinion with like your strategy do you know what I mean you're not like impartial yeah yeah that's so true also sometimes Sometimes I don't feel like I know who I want to play where. And then Helen, when Helen came to watch, she would put on a combination and then I'd find that I'd be like, that's really good or that's really bad. And I could, it was way easier to evaluate it when it wasn't me doing it. Mm. But I think that's why I always asked you guys, like, did you think this was working? Did you think this this combination was good? Do you think that, you know, we have the chat at the start of every Friday training and it was very much like, if things aren't working, just tell me because we can fix it and I'm not in all the areas of the core and I don't know what's going on. So please just tell me. Yeah, which is ideal because obviously, you know, we all know how we play with other people. Yeah. And no one wants a dictator. That's not really ideal. No. So again, with the psychology, but now more on you, on your own. <laughs> Talking about um, strategy for like preparing yourself for varsity and like such a big occasion and um, mentally can you tell us a bit about your past experience with that <laughs> well I feel like you want me to talk about a certain event which occurred during my first varsity where let, like let me just set the scene so I'm a little fresher I've never been to a varsity everyone's just telling me it's the most important day of my life <laughs> and 
everything's built up to varsity the whole thing's about varsity and also I think because I was in the Swallows in first year and that was when the Swallows weren't in Bucks so we played some local teams but it wasn't like the Blues and Jays where we have Bucks matches every single week it was like occasional matches with local teams but varsity was the be all and end all and it was all about varsity and everything was geared towards varsity and then so we went overnight we stayed in a hotel and I was really nervous the night before I couldn't really sleep and I didn't really eat breakfast and I was just really apprehensive about what was going to happen I'd never been to Oxford and obviously you know Oxford kind of sucks then when we got to the sports hall Swallows play first as well so I hadn't even seen a varsity and then there I was in one um, I got put on and I, and I was playing and it was going quite well. We were losing, but then we started making a comeback and it was really good. And then I felt a bit weird and I was like, oh, mm, I feel as though I could be sick. Mm, this is a bit odd. So I called time and I went off. All good. Then I'm like, my coach is like, can I put you back on? And I was like, yeah, I feel great. Just put me back on. It will be a great decision. So she puts me back on. Long story short, like I haven't done much physical exertion. It's definitely not why. And I basically threw up all over the court in the middle of varsity hundreds of people watching it was actually so mortifying I don't really remember the details all I know is I threw up on my hands in the time position and I also know that my coach mopped it up with a bib which was just so embarrassing and then I was in the lose throwing up hearing all the Oxford cheers just hearing it slowly slip away from us as they won and knowing that I couldn't do anything about it it was so sad but when I threw up, bearing in mind I'm like 18, fresh out of school, an actual fetus, um, <laughs> I threw up and the Oxford fans were all heckling me <laughs> and like yelling like, boo. And then also this year when we went back, um, I remember people were making like fake sick noises at me. You were with me and we were like, why are they doing that? That's really weird. Oxford fans are so weird. <laughs> and then afterwards I was like, oh my God, it's because they remember that I threw up. But yeah, that was a mortifying experience. Obviously came up at every single netball social. Yeah, well, that is quite iconic, Tabby. I feel like probably out of all the uni sports, there are very few people who have done that on a varsity. Yeah. But yeah, the heckling, like even without the sick, the heckling happens, doesn't it? Like Especially with the Oxford fan. Yeah, and I remember while our shooters were shooting, they would be like, one, two, three, four, five. That's three seconds. And they were shouting at the ref, the umpire. It's because all the rugby boys were going, ref, she fouled her. But I think then, but then in second year. Yeah. So how did you like regain your psychological composure? I think it was actually really easy to me from there because it literally couldn't be worse. <laughs> like I was like, I can't throw up again, that nothing more embarrassing can happen. And it wasn't that bad. Like it was quite embarrassing, but it wasn't the end of the world. So I was kind of, we lost and I threw up. So second year, I was like, surely the only way is up here. And it was a lot better. It was a lot better. Even though you were so ill, I didn't know what you were going to do. I, I don't remember. So you don't remember your first year. I don't remember my first year. No, you were like a zombie. But then you... Because I was like high on paracetamol. <laughs> yeah, I remember in the team talk, everyone was like hands in and you were like... Uh. We were like, really? I, I remember like, so first quarter, I was like, it's actually not going that badly. But, like, they'll probably take me off after this. And then second quarter, and then third quarter, and then fourth quarter. And I was like, guys, I literally have no idea what's going on. No, you were a zombie. You were a zombie. And, like, your social skills were absolutely rock bottom. <laughs> but you were playing really well. Like, your netball was completely <laughs> fine. So there was no reason to take you off. Uh, 
like netball is within me I can't not yeah <laughs> yeah like I couldn't really speak to you but you were still getting interceptions so it's like <laughs> her in whatever weird mood she's in um, yeah, so after the, the varsity dinner you still came it was all good yeah yeah it was fun <laughs> yeah but do you remember did you remember this year's yeah this year's was iconic this year's was I've, yeah, I feel like talking of psychological whatever, I've definitely felt a lot more confident coming into this year's. But I feel like once you've done one varsity, mm. you're like, yeah, we can do this. And even things like, because of that, I think when I was thinking about what combinations I was going to play and stuff, I was really worried about Caitlin, mm. not because of anything that, like, any way that she plays, because she was always such a consistent player. But because it was her first varsity, I was kind of like, we're going to need to be prepared for her to have a bit of a wobble because that would be really understandable but she was literally amazing and didn't have a wobble at all so that was really lucky but yeah like that could have really feasibly happened yeah obviously you had a home varsity for your first one but when going away and like staying in a hotel and all of that is just a bit it's all a bit stressful and it makes it it makes you feel like you're like doing something some really big thing because you have to go in a hotel and like yeah it's it's so different um we didn't really have a changing room and we didn't really know where to put our stuff and there was all that. I think it is annoying because they weren't, obviously it's not their fault if they didn't have the facilities, but it was a bit, it was a bit annoying. I think having to move our bags around the whole time and we weren't, we weren't given a changing room. We had to do our team talks in like a weird like storage room and everything like that. It was just a bit, Yeah. I think they were trying to get to us. I think it was a... Yeah, I definitely think that didn't affect anyone, but if you're talking about like mentally preparing... That's not exactly what you're going to visualise the day before, is it? No. no, definitely not. And I think it's really easy as well to get really, like, hyped up and freaked out in the hotel room when everyone's there and it's all... I think that also, normally, like, during second year varsity, obviously, first year, I don't really know what was going on. I was just being sick. But second year varsity and third year varsity, even though both of them, we were winning the whole game, I was, I like, it wasn't like a normal game where I was enjoying it. I was like, this is horrible. I just want the whistle to go the whole way through, which, like, what, did you feel like that as well? Yeah, and I feel like also, um, obviously I remember it being really good and really fun, but, um, like, I feel like the adrenaline is so in your head constantly that I can't remember, like, a lot of specific things that happened. Yeah. I just don't really remember it, like, other games. Yeah, I had that. I feel like you're just so focused on every second that you just... And I couldn't hear the crowd. Yeah, no, I couldn't either yeah and afterwards people were saying oh like do you remember when like they were shouting this at you or this was happening and I just couldn't it is strange it's weird how it is weird how hyped up you get over this one game the whole year makes it it makes it kind of amazing but also it's just so strange how I was like it is mad how deeply I care about this one hour yeah the whole week before every single night I'd be thinking about it like and then there's that point when you know that you can't really socialize in college because all we want to talk about is varsity but no one else actually cares yeah, and then it's really lucky that we have, like, loads of socials that week, so you can just... <laughs> yeah, I think that's literally because we're just horrific to hang out with for anyone else, so we all have to just be together. Yeah, it's crazy. And you meet people, and they're like, they say something like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? And it's like, oh my god, you don't know? How does everyone not yeah. know? Like, it's the biggest event of the year. How do you not know it's going to? Yeah. Or they're like, oh yeah, it's Varsity this weekend, isn't it? And it's like, yes, it's the biggest day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> have you not been counting down to this day for months I'm so confused <laughs> but it is hard as well because obviously like with the, with the freshers I mean even for everyone's nerves there's a massive line between building up hype and getting everyone excited and focused and then like 
scaring everybody to death. Yeah. It's the be all and end all. Yeah, because you don't know what people thrive on, do you? Like, I feel like I'm quite good in that situation, like, where I really care about it and it's important. Yeah. That's probably when I play my best, but some people definitely don't like that kind of pressure, do they? No, some people are like, it's just any other game, it's just any other game, and then we're that, like, yeah. it's the most important game of our life, and that's just not what they want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think you when you join, you think you're not going to care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, positive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you're like, okay, fun, like, chill out. And then literally the month before, you're like, or when people when people say like before people are like, there's a drinking ban, and you're like, what? That's so boring. And then by the time you're like, yes, our veins need to be filled with pure energy and no toxins because we need to win. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm not having another one. I'm so sad. But next year, yeah, I'll be heckling them. That's the shoe's going to be on the other foot. Yeah, you'll just be hyped up, but like not nervous, just like aggressively. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think I will be nervous. Even like when when you played that blues game and you were playing and you were nervous before, I felt so nervous for you. Every time you did something good, I was like, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, that's what CULNC is all about, isn't it? On our varsity stash, that would be like the slogan on the back. Yeah, that's the thing I'm saddest about. Like, you guys are all right and like, I guess we had decent times, but the stash is what I'm going to miss the most. Are you going to be that person who wears, like, Cambridge stash? Chloe is that person. Chloe Cunningham went to Aldi today in London in her netball puffer. Public announcement. (laughs) (laughs) She's still representing. Did we cover all our ideas? I think we did, you know. Yeah, I think we did. You didn't actually say your strategy for overcoming your varsity fears. I think the main thing, which is kind of really bad advice, is just accept that you're not going to overcome your varsity nerves completely. Like, Mm. it's really unrealistic to think that you're not going to go into this nervous. So I think you kind of need to accept that you're going to be really nervous and that you might do some really stupid things. And you are going to throw the ball at the wall occasionally. But so is everyone. And like, everyone's going to make mistakes, but not everyone's going to react really well from those mistakes. Like, you can control how you respond to the bad things that you do, but you are inevitably going to make some terrible decisions because you will be really stressed, I think, is the main thing. Like, there's no point telling yourself, I'm not going to be nervous and I'm going to be really calm. Well, I guess some people are. Like, Kira, just absolutely, like... Yeah. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Like, absolutely, like, steel, like, no, not nothing getting in, none of the hate, just, like, not even looking at the goal and just scoring. Just turn and shoot, yeah. But for, like, us mere mortals... <laughs> Um, you don't have superpowers I think just accept that you're going to be nervous and it will be it will be fine you can't do worse than I've done so and I still went back for two more so it's okay <laughs> yeah it's just like working out how you respond to stressing out and mistakes yeah and I think if you say to your teammates if you say like like because I would say to you always I'd be like I'm really worried that my biggest fear always was that I would because I was center and that the whistle would go and I wouldn't have anyone to throw it to on the centre pass, or I would, and someone would be really obviously free, but I would make the wrong decision. Or I'd... Yeah. I had this weird tendency when I was stressed to just chuck it at the wall. Or another thing that I know that I'm really bad at is when the timer goes down to 20 seconds. My brain is like, 20 seconds, that means two seconds. Let's chuck it at the post. Yeah. And I've just learned, like, just offload it to the person that's next to me, and they'll do. They'll make a better decision than me in that situation. Because I just... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it is pressurising starting as centre, you know, just like being given the ball and being like, what do I do with this? Yeah, so I would always say to you, like, when, when you were wing defence, I'd always say, please come forward on the first one just in case, because I really don't want to mess up the first one. Like, messing up the second one wasn't that stressful to me. Yeah. 
I knew that I'd mess up some of them, but the first one I was like, oh, just imagine all the Oxford fans being like, yeah, like they can't even get the first centre. I just did not want it to happen. So, but luckily we got the first centre. Yeah. Oh, that was good times. That was good times. I love beating Oxford. <laughs> and stalking them. I don't love stalking them. It's more like, I thrive off it, but I don't necessarily enjoy it. Like when I'm doing it, I'm not like, yay, I'm like, girl, you know? Oh. <laughs> Who's going to stalk the teams next year? Not me. Why? Uh, maybe we should hire you. Maybe I'll probably do it anyway. To be fair, <laughs> I'll be texting like, "Have you seen this? You need to sort this out." Well, yeah, but last year, in second year, if I hadn't have been a massive stalker, then we wouldn't have known that they'd put that girl from the ones down to the twos. And I genuinely think that would have yeah. really stressed us out on the day if we didn't know that before. But we did know that before. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think the stalking is a key strategy. You know, I, yeah. you're on the podcast for strategy. Stalking's all a part of that, so. So true. <laughs> makes me sound like such a weirdo, though. This is why we should have called it research. Okay, you're really into research. <laughs> okay, thanks, Tabby. That was really fun. Thanks for having me. No worries. See you later. Bye. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. As a reward for listening to the end, here are some bloopers. Hello! <laughs> Why are you so high pitched? <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> Hello! then I'll be able to say hello better. (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, am I meant to explain? Am I meant to explain the stalking now? You didn't ask me a question. You didn't ask me a question. You just said, so you do some stalking. Like, it sounds like I follow kids home. (laughs) But you'll be starting again with the hello. I feel like the hello was... Was the hello okay? I don't know. I think we just said it in loads of different voices with a lot of laughing. <laughs> we could just go into it. Yeah, okay, let's just go into it. It'll be let's fine. Forget the hellos. <laughs> you could just pick the weirdest hellos and just put them at the start. Yeah. Hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> I invited you on here because you're a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> It's research. Today we're talking about strategy, Mm -hmm. which includes some secret stalking. Yes, some researching of the other teams (laughs) is how we brand it. So it's not weird. No, there's definitely been some stalking. A lot of stalking. Did I freeze? Oh, my internet. No! Am I back? Hello? Hello? Is anybody there? I'm here. <laughs> well, it's really weird because he froze for ages and then he said everything on like time six speed. So I just heard you be like, and that's what's even season one. God, how long have they meant to be? I feel like. 
I don't know because I can't remember when we actually started. You know, like when we stopped laughing. How long is it? Yeah, <laughs> like thirty minutes. <laughs> like a, a bloopers bit at the end where it's just half an hour of us laughing. <laughs> And everyone will be like, okay, I'm going to turn this off. Is that really weird? <laughs>